Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. So here we are in the bottom of the ninth inning. Two outs and running first base. Mark Knutson, the tall right-hander, trying to nail this one down. He has thrown a gem to this point. Eight and two-thirds innings, giving up just three hits and looking for his fourth complete game for the speed and perhaps to secure his 15th victory. He's got a 3-1 to one lead here in the bottom of the ninth, but at the plate is the guy who has two of those hits, Manny Randawa. A single to center and a double to right so far. Knutson into his windup. Here's the pitch, and he throws a fastball right by Randawa for strike one. Randawa a bit tardy on that swing. Now we're ready for the next pitch. The windup, and here it comes. There's a swing and a long one. Into the gap in right center field, way back towards the wall. It's off the wall. Bichette can't get there. He's chasing it down, and out of nowhere comes Ellis Burke. He'll get to the ball first. The run's going to score. Randawa is around second. He's digging for three. Here comes the throw from Burks. It's going to be close. Here's the slide. It's it's the park-adjusted Rockies podcast. And now, here are your hosts, Mark Knudsen and Manny Randawa. 300 wins, 500 homers, and 3,000 hits. These are milestones that baseball greatness is built on. Reach one, and you're forever labeled an all-time great. The Colorado Rockies haven't had any players reach those milestones yet, but they've been on the diamond to see several opposing players do so, most recently the Tigers' Miguel Cabrera getting base hit number 3,000 against them in Detroit. So this week on the Park Adjusted Rockies podcast, we talk milestones with New York Times national baseball writer Tyler Kepner, who's still playing, including any Colorado Rockies that might get there. And what new milestones might we start focusing on? It's a great discussion, and it's up next. Stay with us. It's the Park Adjusted Rockies podcast. For the best selection of autographs and memorabilia from your favorite sports stars past and present, look no further than denverautographs.com. Find what you're after on the web or at either of their two Metro Denver locations, Colorado Mills Mall and Flatirons Mall, Broncos, Rockies, Avs, Nuggets, and much more. It's all at denverautographs.com. Learning life skills through baseball, USA Prime is more than just travel baseball. We mentor young athletes in areas like teamwork and skill development. It's about more than winning weekend tournaments. It's about showing young players how to achieve their goals in baseball and beyond. Contact Scott Horman at Colorado at gmail.com for more information. Milestones are a huge thing in baseball. It used to be that that's all you measured an individual success by, 500 home runs, 3,000 hits, 300 wins. That was all it was about. That's changed now. It's changed a little bit. But milestones still mean a lot to a lot of people. We just saw Miguel Cabrera get his 3,000th hit the other day, Manny, and against the Colorado Rockies, uh, which the Rockies have kind of made a habit of that with uh, Ichiro and some other guys. But uh, the question, will, and your guest will answer us as well, do these milestones still mean as much as they used to? Well, yeah, you know, I, I think, um, you know, to me they do. I mean, I, I, a guy who gets 3,000 hits, it's a special thing. Uh, you mentioned that the, the Rockies uh, – we're on the other side of it. They've been, I think, according to our own MLB.com's Anthony Castro events, four out of the last nine 3,000 wow. uh, members got that hit against the Colorado Rockies. And that's, wow. that's, just, that's an astounding, what are the odds? Yeah, no But um, I, I think 3,000 hits is an incredible milestone, especially when you couple it with 500 homers. Yep. Uh, you know, more than 20,000 um, uh, men have played Major League Baseball, and you've got um, seven <laughs> now that, that have, have, uh, have have done what Miguel Cabrera has done with the the seven, the 500 home runs and the 3,000. It's just a remarkable thing to me. That's a great milestone. Uh, and the question that where I think we're going to tackle here is, will we see it again? Yeah, that's a good point. Why don't you introduce your guest? 
Yes, sir. Um, Tyler Kepner, national baseball writer for the New York Times. We are honored, as always, to have always, Tyler on. Yes. He's been on this show before. Uh, Tyler, thank you so much for joining us. I know you're uh, probably run run ragged. You're 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 on a long trip somewhere, and and it's late out there. So thank you for joining us, and uh, really really um, would love to get your just your initial thoughts, and then we'll take it from there. Yeah, well, uh, no, good to be here with you guys. Um, I uh, I I love the milestones. I mean, I think it's yep. uh, I think it's it, you know the best way to connect. Uh, the present to the past and the great tradition of baseball, which to me was always a big part of the appeal um, as much yeah. as we're, yep. you know, trying to uh, spin baseball forward all the time and connect with the young guys, I, people, I still think um, the, the connection to something bigger and to a long and rich uh, history is something that's uh, a good selling point for baseball. Yeah. And, um, and this is certainly part of it to, to be able to say that, you know, Miguel Cabrera, joins hank aaron and willie mays with yeah. three thousand hits 500 homers and a 300 right. average yeah. and that's it yeah. i mean that's pretty incredible like and you know obviously the batting average can change but i'd be surprised if he loses 10 points on his batting average by the time he retires it's 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 a pretty remarkable uh feat it really is and i've been fortunate i was on the field for a couple of these situations robert announced 2500th hit which isn't as big as the 3000s which he got later but um, and Nolan Ryan's 300 win. I pitched in Nolan Ryan's 300 win. So um, those are really fun things to be be part of. And it's weird if you're on the other side of it because, um, you know, you want to win the games for, first and foremost, but you get caught up. I mean, you do. We got caught up in the in the uproar. We're at County Stadium in Milwaukee. You get caught up in the whole thing with Nolan Ryan getting his 300th win. And, um, it, you know, it's something that, like you said, I think it transcends that night's game. That tra- it transcends everything. And it's bigger than just one game or one season. Yeah, and I imagine, Mark, that must be something that players appreciate more yes, than anybody without else. Question, without question, without You know how hard it is yep. just to get to the big leagues, let alone to stay long enough to to achieve some of those milestones. Um, so it must be that that sort of yep. mutual res- that that respect for a peer that uh, really comes out in those moments. Yeah, right? No, no question, Manny. Um, it used to be that these milestones we talked about now, Miguel Cabrera is a no-brainer, first ballot Hall of Famer. That's not even a question. Oh yeah, but it used to be that. You got to 3,000 hits, you're in. And then the steroid mm-hmm. era came around. 500 home runs used to be automatic. Not anymore. Rafael Palmero's not in with 3,000 hits. Uh, you know, Mark McGuire's home runs, he's not in. Fred McGriff. Fred McGriff, yeah. Of course, so, he's, I mean, he's a few, few homers shy, but 493. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, do, are, as, in some ways, is this generation, Cal, you can answer this too, is in some ways this generation maybe not as impressed with those milestones as we used to be? I think uh, the answer to that is yes. And I, I would say, I mean, I can't speak for everyone in it, but I, I think um, I, I think over, the overarching, I think, theme here is that with baseball in general right now uh, and where it's at, I think, and I'd love to get Tyler's uh, input on this too, is that we're, we're kind of, the pendulum has swung so far to one side with the analytics. And we've talked about this on this podcast before um, that, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of like somebody trying something new and going too far and then because they're afraid that they're not going to do it right or, or going to miss out. I, I really think there's a big, you know, we, we hear a FOMO fear of missing out. Well, I think there's yeah. a really big um, fear of falling behind, so, you know, which is not, it's not as easy to roll off the tongue as FOMO fub <laughs> or whatever, but, but the fear of falling behind, I think has led to this just um, kind of a, um, you know, it's it, the game has gone so far to one side with the analytics that the analytics are wonderful. Thing. I mean, I, I, I'm an advanced metric guy. I love sure. advanced metrics. I also, um, you know, uh, I do the stack cast stuff, but 
the metri the metrics and the analytics are good. It's just how do you use them and do you use them right or do you abuse them? And and in some instances, uh, inadvertently, surely, uh, they have been abused. And so we are at that point. And now that all ties into everything, even including milestones. If you come down to the to the topic that we're on now, um, I think this generation looks at that and says, "Oh, great, whoop de doo You know, uh, what's yeah. you know, you know, what's his. Uh, you know, what's his, what's his OPS career weighted, plus, yeah. expected weighted or weighted on a base average or whatever, yeah. you know? So, uh, and in Miguel Cabrera's case, I was going to say, that, I mean, not those, an issue. Those but, are going mean, to fall right in place. In a vacuum, yeah. you know, um, the 3000 hits by itself. Um, you know, we, we had this with the, with the Larry Walker stuff, uh, which I can never thank uh, Tyler enough for, for his uh, piece on Walker toward, you know, in, in, in late December mm -hmm. um, last or a couple of years ago, whenever it happened, because, um, Walker was not, you know, he has used a 2000 hit guy, right? He was not, he didn't have the round numbers, 3000 hits, 500 homers, you know, right. and he could have, if he played a little longer, but on the flip side of that, we look at the other guys as in some sense, accumulators, and that's not a pejorative. It can be, you know, uh, but it's, it's, it, it, I think it can be taken that way by the current generation. Like, oh, you hung around long enough, you know, to do it, which but is not this, easy by the way. Well, no, not that's easy. not easy in itself. Right. And you know that as a player, Mark, yep. but 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 also Miguel Cabrera's body of work is just phenomenal, yeah. no matter how you slice it. And so I think that's really good. But 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 Tyler, uh, if you can speak to that and what you think about the whole where we are on the on the spectrum of, um, you know, the analytics and, and how kind of how things got versus what the game is, what we're trying to get the game to be again. Yeah, I think, um, <clears throat> you know, what the analytics really values, it seems, is. Um, the rate stats um, yep. much more than the accumulate the, the, the counting right. stats. Right. Yep. So you have a candidate like um, a couple of years ago, like uh, uh, Paul Canerco, for example, who gets to no, who got like no consideration for the hall of fame, even though he had, you know, well over 400 home runs and a ton yeah. of RBIs. Yeah. He played a long time, but he was a great player. He, he has a low war because uh, you know, that that's just sort of how his rate stats baked out and his, his defense and his baseman. So while we do have maybe a more complete picture of what makes a, a, a great player, um, I think sometimes we lose the appreciation of um, just being out there to do it. Um, I mean, availability is the best ability, right? Correct. We all Absolutely. heard that. Yep. Um, so if you're out there posting up um, long enough to, to get those numbers, um, that's stuff that really yep. matters to the people on the field. You know, I, I think of like yep. a, a Jimmy Rollins, who you know, has the most hits in the history of the Phillies, you know, a team that's been around since 1883. Um, and he's he stayed around for this for next year's ballot. So he'll he'll still be considered. Um, but he has a low on base percentage. So for all the other great things that Jimmy Rollins was, um, I wonder sometimes that his on base percentage is going to keep him keep him out so when we're talking about a guy like Miguel Cabrera it's it's it's, it's kind of moot because right. you know 3,500 no steroid speculation he's going to go in I mean the, the reason that most of those guys are not in who have those great numbers is is pretty much purely because of steroids yeah. and this in the speculation of steroids so I think that's all it is I think those are still magic numbers um uh except for steroids and I do think that I think Fred McGriff who as you say had 493 home runs i think that was one of the biggest oversights by the writers um ever and i think he will sail in probably unanimously as soon as he gets on the uh the veterans mm -hmm. committee ballot a great guy Which by there, the way, there have been changes yeah. to that uh, yeah. recently yep. and so it yep. looks like we might see uh we might see several names um back on there real quick 
actually. So one, one thing I don't, I can't answer because I'm not around today's players. I don't know if these milestones mean as much as they used to to the players themselves. I mean, who's going to, I think you brought up that good point. Who's going to stick around long enough to accumulate 3000. I I think that's, I think that's um, it. That's the issue is that, Mm -hmm. is that the game, the way the game is now um, and, and with, um the way injuries ha- are i mean you know we're looking at i i wrote something and a lot of people have done this but i wrote something a, a few days ago about who who are the possibilities now moving forward as far as guys that might get there it's not a you know no. even the mites it's not a big list at all um you know we, it, we we're, we're 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 searching so far we're looking at guys like juan soto and wander franco and <laughs> wander franco has 100 hits and right. um i mean wander wander is great but i mean so and you see, and you, but you see a guy like Soto, he walks a lot. You see a guy like, and then the, the trout, the trout is the guy yeah. that you look at and say, man, if like he's missed between the pandemic and all the injuries, he's missed, he's missed a good, like season 300 games, you know, yeah. And, and, and for a guy like that, um, we're talking about huge numbers. So uh, he would have, I think if he had stayed healthy, been around 16 or 1650 right now at age 30 and that, that was that's in pretty good shape manny machado's at 1445 was at 1445 yesterday and he's at 29 so he's got um, a great shot he has it if he stays around he, it's because he yeah i mean it's it's again it's because and this is why you look at a guy like franco it's because he was 20 when he debuted mm-hmm. right you know, and, and and a guy like you know you look at a guy like even vlad guerrero i mean bryce, the, the bryce body harper type, bryce mm-hmm. i mean yeah, he walks he's a lot a, he's yep. a walks a lot he's a mite guy um, so yeah, I think that's the, the question, Tyler, what do you think? I mean, what do you, if you had to, if you had to say, you know, who are the three or four guys that you look at that, that really might, we might actually see them do it. Um, who are, who are those guys? Well, I think you, you touched on some of them. Um, I, I think, you know, I, I, I am pretty optimistic that we're, that there will still be guys in the 3000 hit club for, for a few reasons. I mean, we're seeing guys promoted pretty quickly. Um, to the big yeah. leagues as soon That's as true. soon as they show true. you know uh, exceptional talent um, as you say Mike Trout got up there at age 20 um, Wander Franco uh, Juan Soto mm-hmm. now the mitigating factor is is how walks and deep at bats and stuff are are so valued now um, so you, you might not see a guy who you know goes out there and tries to get those 200 hits a year like like Boggs and Gwynn um, did it's also uh, by the way why Manny Manny uh, Machado he doesn't walk as much. Right. And so and that's, that's why I think one reason why do it. he has a shot. Yep. And, yeah. and, and the, uh, right. And, and so Manny Machado, at, uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. Um, got to the big leagues very young. He's out now, obviously, but he's going to play for a long time. Um, you know, Acuna. So, you know, these are some guys who started really, really young and who aren't big, big walk guys necessarily like LeBron Soto is. Um, and I think they're going to have a good shot. The other factor, and we've seen it, let's be honest with Cabrera and pools is that they were so good that they were signed to these really, really long-term contracts. So they've had a lot of years in which they're, you know, they're obviously past their prime, um, but they're making so much money that they're getting the opportunities to put up um, good point, put up really big counting stats. So if you're really good, you know, you're going to get to that point. Like Manny has Machado has an opt out after year five of the, of this Padres deal. So he's still going to be really good. And at that point, you know, he'll probably get a big extension or, or, or a big contract from someone else. And the, and the guy you're paying in the lineup, yeah. he's going to be in right. the lineup. Yeah, exactly. No matter what. So, yeah. so what I'm saying is they're, they're so good. These players who are prone to get, who are likely to get 3000 are so good 
that they may be likely to get a long-term contract that gives them the opportunity. Now I'm going to open up a can of worms here and I don't want to, because I hope Manny will just put the nonsense oh, aside man, for now. Just put, it, now. put it on the side for now. Let's just you talk about You had to take that. it there because you're a pitcher. I did. I did. 300 wins used to be, you're in with 300 wins. I don't know if that's still the standard. I don't know that we'll ever see another 300 game winner. I, I really don't think we will. Um, I don't think guys obviously pitch deep enough in games and we've had this discussion, but Clayton Kershaw has what 188 right now. He's the best yep. pitcher. 188. He, he may not get to 200. I mean, even Verlander right. is like in the low 200s. Right. I think. Right. So we're not going to see that. So what are, are there new milestones? Are there, are there different non-analytics? Analytics is a different animal, but are there new milestones for hitters? Is 2,500 a good milestone now is 400 home runs is 200 wins. Uh, what's what should guys be proud of now accumulation wise? Well, I, I was I was pleasantly uh, surprised. I had a great conversation this spring training with Justin Verlander, and look, it's going to be really hard for him, um, right? Because he missed two seasons. Basically, mm-hmm. he got one start in the pandemic year, and then he missed last year with Tommy John. But and he's you know he's thirty nine. Yep. But he says he wants to get three hundred, and he thinks mm-hmm. he can, and. Uh-huh. There are examples of guys who had really good runs, you know, in their from age 39 to 43. Yeah. It's really, really rare, but those are the we're talking about the greatest play, players ever. And Verlander is one of the top 100 yeah. people who ever put on a uniform. So, um, if someone's going to do it, you need a real drive, which Verlander That's, has. Yeah, that was my next point. A, you got to have one. And just for the record, he's at 227, so he'll need 73 wins. Yeah. Right. Uh, but here. in spring training, he was talking about, you know, that, that he thinks he can do it and that it is a goal. So I love hearing that. Yep, I love cool. hearing that it still matters to someone yeah. like, like him. And that's where we'll see if he has the combination of luck to stay healthy and drive. You know, he's always looking for ways to uh, he talked about during his Tommy John rehab. He he got a chance to do, you know, work on a lot of other parts of his body to, you know, hopefully stay uh, in shape to do this. So. I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying it's likely, but it's possible. And I think that's cool. Um, One thing about know, Justin Verlander, too. Yeah, sorry. Granky's up there. I don't think Granky's the kind of guy who's motivated no. by that sort of thing right. at all. Um, but uh, yeah. and, and Kershaw is just too far yeah. away at 188. The injuries but, really hurt him. You know, if you if you look if you look at like a Roy Halladay, Roy had just over 200. Yep. You know, CC had 250, 251. Um, you know, and those are still nice numbers. Mike Yusina yeah. had 270. Um, yep. you know, and he, now he started his career in 91. So he, that's going back a little bit, but you know, th- those are still some, maybe not 300, but I do think 250 is a really nice milestone. And when John Lester, for example, last year got to 200, you know, that had meaning for him. Um, and, I will so say I that 200, he has I meaning for, uh, for pitchers because, you know, I, I, I remember talking to years ago, I taught, we had a, a few aces come through here in a row through Denver. We had, yeah. um, Kershaw and, um, Scherzer, Scherzer, and yep. uh, Hendricks, and yep. I think it was 2016 or something like that, 16 or 17. And I asked them, "Does the win matter? I mean, is it is it relevant?" And uh, you know, and the answer I got from Kershaw was probably um, the most comprehensive. He said, it "Doesn't matter to you guys, and it shouldn't, you know, um, when you're observing, but it matters to us because we want to leave the game um, yeah. ahead and having pitched more than five innings." And so um, I get that from the from mm-hmm. the competitive standpoint. Um, you know, and the only, I mean, Hendricks, Hendricks was the only guy who agreed with me, which was, you know, yeah, it's gone. I mean, the, the win is dead. The win can be dead because I mean, I know whether I quote unquote won a game when I'm walking off a mound, you know, but anyways, like, 
with Verlander though, Tyler, I think you're, you know, he, he might be onto something there. Cause one thing about Justin Verlander, he's the guy, you know, he's the Tom Brady, you know, hmm. of, of baseball in, in hmm. the sense that he is the guy that like, you, you think he's done and he comes back and he shocks you again <laughs> and again and again. Yeah. And that's what this guy's done. So I'm thinking if he can hang on for another five or six years, somehow like Jamie wow. Moyer did, yep. that's a lot on that arm. Well, he's got a lot of mileage. He's, he's going to have to, he's going to have to reinvent himself a little bit, learn how to yeah, pitch a little um, bit. Maybe not Frank Tanana. Then, then maybe. Yeah. You know? Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe not Frank Tanana like, but he's going to have to reinvent himself to some degree. But let me ask you guys both this question. How does money factor in back in the old days? You kept playing because you weren't, you know, you're accumulating money as well as statistics, right? Now the, the salaries are so gigantic for these guys, the motivation might not be there to put yourself through another injury rehab or fight through some pain because look, my family's secure. I'm secure. I don't want to put myself through that, through a rehab again. I don't want to keep doing, I think a Verlander is pretty rare in that regard, mentally, just the outlook. I think a lot of guys are just throwing the towel and say, look, I'm good. Uh, you know, I want to be able to hang out with my kids and all that. Uh, I'm secure. I might not even try for that. Is that fair? Yeah. It, it's tricky though. Right. Because yep. like Very. Th- there is, there is a lot, I mean, Yes, you, you've already made enough money to, to, you know, be set up for life. But I think that pretty much happens early in a guy's career if he's making a lot of money. I mean, if you really think what you need for life. So you, you get set up for life very early on. And after that, I think it, it, it yeah, it becomes a question of, of what you value. But the, if you have a chance to make, even if you've made a lot of money, I mean, I'd love to be in a position, but even if you've made a lot of money, if you can hang on and play another year for, oh, another 20 million or something like, like Kershaw's made all the money he'll ever need, but yep. you know, and he, and he has a great family and everything and he could have called it a career. Right. He's old. He's had some injury problems, but like, you know, he's getting $17 million to keep playing baseball. You know, you can't do that after a certain point in your life. Right. And even if you've made a lot, 17, 20 million, it's still a lot of money. So I don't know these guys aren't coming back for 500,000, you know, they're coming back for a lot of money and, even if you've made a lot, it's still a lot. I, I will okay. throw and Mark. I mean, set Mark, up your you, great you, grandchildren or buy a fifth house yeah. somewhere. You know, I, <laughs> yeah. you know. Mark, you're you're a former player, so I'll ask you this. But I know that there are some there are a lot of guys who they 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 just the competitive drive there it just doesn't go away. Right. And they, oh and, yeah. And they just want to come back. Yep. And they just I mean, want to keep doing it as, I, until their arm falls off. I think the best three players I ever I played with I played with Nolan Ryan I played with Paul Molitor and Robin Young. None of them were stat driven. None of them were milestone driven. None of them were, let me accumulate. They were about winning games. And when you go about that, about it that way, that other stuff takes care of itself. The accumulation happens without you paying attention to it, without you driving for it, because you're trying for, to win championships. Now, in Paul's case, he played longer. He got the 3,000. He played longer because he wanted to win the championships. And he won them, two of them in Toronto. Didn't get them in Milwaukee. But he kept playing. He was driven by that. And again, I don't know how much winning a World Series matters to to some of these guys, especially guys who've already done it. Verlander's already done it. Kershaw's already done it. Are they going to keep putting themselves through this? They have the, they have the ring, they have the money. What's going to keep driving them? Because I think, I don't, I think if your stats driven, you're probably going to fall short. If you're competition driven, like you just talked about, Manny, if, if the competitive drive is what's there and you just don't want to take off the uniform, you don't want to keep playing. You have a chance to accumulate without trying to accumulate. I think that's a matter of, it's like Tyler said, I mean, it's what you value, but yep. on an individual basis. And are there more guys like they're, you know, there used to be like the, are there more Nolan Ryan's or are there more guys who are doing it for page? And I know for a fact, look, I've been, I've been pointed out certain guys from people who have been in the game a long time. Who's like, that guy's just playing for a paycheck, Yep. you know, and yep. they're, and they're, their names like they're, yep. they're just, they're not just, 
they're not guys who are making league minimum either. So, right. um, so there are those guys and I'm sure mm-hmm. there always were, and you probably knew. Oh yeah. Them, but, oh yeah. But, but at the same time, like, I guess the question ends up boiling down to, are there more or less of those guys now than when there were before? It's a great question. You know, so I don't know. It's hard to tell. That's a good question. Hey, Tyler, um, let's turn this to, on, on the focus of our, our program, the park adjusted Rockies podcast. We've got two guys here that have accumulated stats worthy of being in the hall of fame. Larry Walker is in Todd Helton should be in. Are the, are the stats that are being accumulated here? If a Colorado Rockies player gets 3,000 hits, is he still going to be looked upon the same way? Well, I, I think, I mean, Walker, you know, did break down that barrier. Um, yeah. It's always it's always hardest to be the first. And, and yeah. so now there's a precedent. Um, and I, I think one thing about Walker that, that maybe kept him, held, held him back for, for, for all those years was that he didn't have – um, no, you know, the, the counting stats, right? Yep, yep. So if you, if you were to get a guy who has the counting stats in Colorado um, and Walker's already in, I, I, I don't see how he would, he, you know, this, this, this person we're talking about would, would not make it in. I mean, I, you know, I still think there's, if he doesn't have any steroid, um, <laughs> you know, steroid right. uh, suspensions or anything, I, 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 I still think those guys make it. I mean, I think, um, you know, Hall of Fame voters are getting more and more um, liberal with the standards. I'm okay yeah. with that. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. more of a big Hall guy. If you look historically, yeah. the Hall of Fame has a lot of dudes from the 20s and 30s and 40s. And so, you know, so, yep. I, I, but um, so I think people are more like, you know, more generous, I should say. Um, and so if you okay. have a 3000 hit guy and, 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 a, and a clean reputation, I think they're, they're going in no matter what, no matter where they get those hits. That's good news for the folks at 20th and Blake, Manny. Yeah. I mean, Todd Helton is, is going to make it and um, that's great. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a matter of when, not if in my, in my book, yeah. I think it's going to happen. And I think it's, you know, yeah. Walker, you know, was the first Paved one, the through, way. but yep. yeah. But I mean, like Tyler said, 3000 Walker had like 25, say 24, 2500 hits or whatever. Right? Mm-hmm. And, and what if somebody here gets 3000 hits um, yeah. and I get it, it's course field. So the hits are plentiful. Um, uh, yeah, you know, I, I think it's going to be hard for somebody to keep a guy out for that. Plus, if a guy gets three thousand hits, plays long and plays that long, um, you know, I I don't think that the the home road splits could overcome it. Yeah, I'll ask you guys both this question: What's the next milestone? What's the uh, analytics has given us a lot of new statistics. What's the next one to become a milestone stat? Is there is there such a thing out there? War. War. Mike Trout. What's what's the number though? A hundred? Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I think a hundred is kind of the magic magic number. Wow. Um, you know, I would think like yeah, that, that's like, a very rare. That's rare. rare right there, maybe yeah. I, I want to say maybe a dozen guys um, that have gotten over a hundred, something like that. That could be it's, off. It's but... funny though because that number can go down. You know, it's like a bad yeah, yeah if you, exactly. If you stick so around if you too long, around, yeah. that's a great that's point. Right. It's, it's, it's kind like of how a... Albert, you know, Albert had Albert hit was a three twenty eight hitter when he left for the Angels, and now he's below below 300 so yeah. you know it it, it can change you can get over and then go under again um but yeah i mean that you know that hundred war threshold is 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 pretty pretty rare i don't know if it'll have uh, the same resonance um going forward but you never know i mean you know like kids kids today you know they, they look at the uh yeah they look at the war it's on the, and, it's you on know, the let, let's, back of the bat, uh, baseball card now yeah. so yeah <laughs> it is and you know and let's look at you know a hundred war um, I mean, it, I'm looking right now. It goes down to what, what's uh, Warren Spawn at 31. So oh, that's almost the exact same number of people who have 3,000 hits. So right. it, you know, it, it, it's kind of just as exclusive. Albert is just under the line now at 99.7. Oh wow! Um, 
you know, and Yastrzemski below him. So, I mean, you look at these not these names, Spawn, Joe Morgan, Randy Johnson, Christy Mathewson, Maddox, uh, Schmidt, Lefty Grove, uh, Lajouet, Frank Robinson, Tom Seaver. You get the idea. I mean, you know, we're 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 getting the elite of the elite. Um, so maybe that is, you know, a, a number well, that. Well, well you know, a couple a couple of guys of a note. You know, one is Mike Trout, obviously, and it's just it hurts to talk about every time you talk about him because he got because he gets hurt, and, and it's just like. If Mike Trout wasn't hurt, I, I did something a few years ago, just, you know, looking, or maybe it was the pandemic year, just looking at, okay, if you didn't have right after with the pandemic and if you didn't have the injuries before up to that point, 2021, uh, where would he be? And you know what? He would have been around at that point. I think by now he would have been closing in. Like he's, he's at like 75 and, and he would have been closing in. He's 30 and he would have been closing in. I think he would have been around 90-ish or, or something like that or a little bit more. And so he's going to get there, I, I, you know, I, even if even if he doesn't play, uh, you know, a full another 10 years, he'll yeah. get there. But, you know, Barry Bonds, I want to say, because Bonds obviously has fallen off the ballot. We might see him again on the uh, uh, on the Veterans Committee soon. But um, Barry Bonds had ninety nine point nine war before he started using steroids. <laughs> that's oh, incredible. Geez. That's incredible. So really. So it's like, man, like that's that's and that's what you put out there and say look this guy had two hall of fame careers like if you want to take the other one away fine um which isn't completely fair because he would have put up numbers not the numbers he put up you know after the start of the the, the peds but 100 war you know for a guy in 14 seasons um and and, you know again we talk about mike trout and barry bonds they're very similar air there but um yeah maybe war um other than that i mean you know let me let me let me let me say this about war though Mm-hmm. War is still, for a lot of us, not really easy to understand. I mean, right. The fact that, the fact right. that there's different ones. It's not, it doesn't, it's not like a hit is a hit, a home run is a home run, a win's a win. Right. But the war is, because it's not been nailed down, it's still a little nebulous, right? There's still, people have different versions of it and all that. Until it becomes a lock-solid stat with a formula that's indisputable, there's still going to be questions about it. Is that fair? Yeah, definitely. It, it's really hard to, yeah, I mean, you know, ERA... It's something yep. that you can right. ca- very easily calculate. Right. The other things are are something that you add up. So yeah, war is still a little bit of a mysterious kind of mm-hmm. uh, formula, and that 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 does make it hard to resonate um, widely. Yeah, and it's gonna you know, I think it will. It's just a matter of demographic the the, the demographic of the of the, um, the the voting pool because like as as the older guys, sorry, Mark. As the older guys <laughs> die off, die um, off, you know, wow. uh, I just, it's just a cold reality, you know, um, th- there's going to be, and we've seen it like you, you alluded to earlier, Tyler, we've seen it in the, in the um, hall of fame voting. It, it, it's the trends have changed and it's because yeah. the, the, the cohort of you know voters is changing. So I think that war will, the cachet of war, I think will build even more, over time right now no i mean certainly right yep. now you know and war is not perfect either i mean we right. can't you know right. we're, we're isolating as it is step as it has a step but it's not perfect because there are you know it, it's there is some subjectivity to it mm-hmm. and so um in terms of its calculation and and who you're looking you know where you're going uh for, for for that information so um it's nice to have a number to put on a guy but it's all it's never completely that simple either let's throw out a couple names here uh, uh Colorado rockies guys that may accumulate some stats in the future. We'll start with Nolan Arenado, no longer a Rocky, but a large portion of his career spent here. Where do you guys see him finishing up? Number of hits, number of home runs, all that. Is he going to be an accumulator? Um, 
Oh yeah. You think Nolan, so? No one no one's gonna play until he can't walk. Walk yeah. is my, my yeah. opinion on him. Yep. Um I, I, I heard somebody, I think Nars Lupar, um Lars Nupar, sorry. Is that right? Which did I say it right? Yeah. Okay, Newt Bar. He sounds like a candy bar. Very nice. Um, he said something about how Nolan this offseason was absolutely obsessed. And if you say that Nolan Arnado no, no. is obsessed. <laughs> More so than um, usual, right? You know, he had yep. a 722 OPS last year at Bush Stadium. That's what killed him. He had an 885 OPS or something on the road. And he finished with a okay season for him. Yeah, it right. wasn't, it was not, it was subpar. Right. But he was obsessed and he changed some things up with his swing. He's off to a good start, obviously. But that's that's who he is mm-hmm. he is he he lives on a baseball field or in a base at a batting cage mm-hmm. and i think he's going to play a long long time i don't know if he gets to 3,000 hits i think it's going to be close he's at 1377 as of yesterday i think so and he's 30 he just turned 31 right. so i think he has an outside chance at it but it, it'll be tough how about charlie blackman where, where's he going to finish up no, where's he going to finish up? Just where's he going to finish up? Not he's not a reset um, level, but where's he going to finish up? But hits wise, yeah, is he going to be a two thousand hits guy? Let's see. He's got almost fifteen hundred. He's fourteen hundred sixty four, and he's he's he'll be thirty six on July first. Ooh, that's he, he, well. I'll, my take, my take is very simple. If he, if he, he's if he not going to get to if he accepts gonna, if he accepts becoming yeah. a DH, he has a chance. To two thousand, yeah. If he accepts becoming a DH, he has a chance. Yeah. Is that fair? Yeah, I, I, that's fair. I mean, I, I think that's fair. He's 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 a great athlete. He's uh, he always takes great care you know, of himself. Yep, great. Sure. He takes yep. care of himself. He, he, he you know he's never really hurt too much. Uh, he gets a ton of uh, at bats a year. Yep. I, I, I see it. I mean, he's a hit, he's a hitter. He's up there to hit. He's one of those guys. So you know, I, I think I could see that, especially if he stays in Colorado. And yep. um, yeah. How about Chris? How about Chris Bryant, Manny? Where's he going to finish up? Uh, it's really hard to say at this point. I mean, cr- uh, injuries have hurt him too, but he's a guy that, you know, there are a lot of people who look at the traditional numbers and they are very underwhelmed with Chris Bryant. Um, hmm. And it's because, you know, 2021 comes to mind where he drove in 73 and everyone's like, ah, oh, he doesn't drive in run. Well, you know, RBIs, you know, it, it depends on opportunities, et cetera, right. et cetera. Certainly. But, um, and then he got hurt the last couple, he hit 25 homers, um in uh last season he hit you know he, he only played in 34 games in 2020 um in obviously a shortened season but you know he's missed some time he's at right now he's at um nine he's getting he, he's looking to get a thousand to a thousand this year so uh, maybe 20 2500 would be like the outer limit i think for him. oh that, that's still that would still be something special sure that Absolutely. would still be something special. Hey, well, Tyler, we appreciate your time as always. It's always good to have you. We appreciate these kind of conversations because we're both fans of the game and fans of the history of the game. And it's fun to, fun to like you said, match up eras in this kind of manner. So we appreciate it. really appreciate it, man. Thanks uh, for coming in. It's uh, nice, tired the, uh, nice for your guys' sake. The Rockies are uh, off to a good start. So, Rockies, far, uh, so far, so pardon, good, yeah. Pardon the expression of Rocky offseason, but um, yes. you know, it looks like, uh, you know, things well, might be – might, there might be a method to it well, to them after all. Well, around here, they remember two numbers uh, regarding that, 11 and 3. That was their start in 2020. So yeah. uh, then everything yeah. fell apart, and uh, they lost the last game of the season 11 to 3. And uh, <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> Only you would keep so, track of that. 
Oh yeah. So, so, you know, we'll, we'll see, we'll see, but I think that um, definitely given everything that's happened here, they're moving mm-hmm. in the right direction. Yeah. So. I, right now the, the issue is depth. They just don't have any, um, yeah. I guess they haven't, uh, they could be, they, they could be okay if they lost an outfielder for some short period of time, not Chris Bryant, but you know, if they lost pitching. an outfielder, for, yeah, the pitching it's is so rotation. thin. It just, it rotation, scares yeah. you every time those guys go out there and Chad cool, Clearly the best number 41 the Rockies have ever had. But um, <laughs> that's saying a lot. Uh, yeah, there's been three of us, I think. Brian Bohannon uh, didn't distinguish yeah, himself. Yeah, they showed that either. up on the, on the, on the, uh, on a graphic the other day yeah. the, uh, when, he, when he was starting. I was like, yeah. oh, there. Mark yeah. Knudsen was the first. Yes, I was. Oh, there only been, you said there only been two? No, well, he's the third. Chad Cool's the really? third. I think Brian Bohannon. Yeah, Jeff Salazar yeah. worked for a long time as a hitting coach. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's only been, there's only been three of us, but uh, three I'm Tom, surprised. I'm Tom surprised Super- Cool didn't come over to you and, and say, Mark, uh, is it all right? I mean, That's, is it cool? Well, I expected that. But, is it cool? You know, is it cool? Good one. Um, no, it, it's, you know, if they don't lose him, if they don't lose any of the other guys, they have a chance to stay in the wild card hunt for a while. But uh, I don't know. Keep your fingers crossed. All right, Tyler. Hey, appreciate it again. Take care. Thanks, right, we'll talk really to you next time. Good night. All right. Talk to you. All right. There he goes. Tyler Kepner, New York Times. We're always privileged to have him be part of the Park Adjusted Rockies podcast. Man, you got a closer for us? Yes, sir. On the other side. Is it exciting? Is it unique? It's always it... exciting. Are you kidding me? Uh, always. Closers are supposed to keep you on the edge of your seat. Manny will do that. We'll be back. Right I think I'm going to put some runners on just to get some. Uh, Ooh, okay. Back right after this on the Park Adjusted Rockies podcast. For the best selection of autographs and memorabilia from your favorite sports stars, past and present, Look no further than DenverAutographs.com. Find what you're after on the web or at either of their two Metro Denver locations, Colorado Mills Mall and Flatirons Mall. Broncos, Rockies, Avs, Nuggets, and much more. It's all at DenverAutographs.com. Learning life skills through baseball, USA Prime is more than just travel baseball. We mentor young athletes in areas like teamwork and skill development. It's about more than winning weekend tournaments. It's about showing young players how to achieve their goals in baseball and beyond. Contact Scott Horman at Colorado at gmail.com for more information. Around here, Rocky Road is more than just the name of an ice cream flavor. It describes virtually the entire three-decade-long history of the Colorado Rockies when it comes to their play on the road. Historically, it hasn't been pretty. But in 2022, the Rockies have won four of their first six games away from Coors Field. To put that into perspective, they didn't win their fourth road game of the year until May 30th of last season. So is it for real? Just as with almost any stat this early in the season, you can't really take much from it other than, huh, the Rockies are 4-2 on the road in 2022. But could there be something to this particular roster that makes it ripe for more success on the road? I remember asking Chris Bryant at his press conference before opening day about the whole course hangover thing and whether he was concerned about it. He didn't seem to be overly worried. And Randall Gritchick is another veteran power hitter who has come from outside the organization and personally knows nothing of the terrible roadblocks the Rockies have historically faced on road trips. Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe it's not in their heads, and that's half the battle. Six years ago, man, it's been that long already? I asked Bryant, then a second-year player with the Cubs, what the addition of veteran utility man Ben Zobris meant to that year's club. Zobris, if you remember, was the MVP of the World Series in 2016, one which the Cubs won for their first championship in 108 years. Bryant spoke glowingly about how Zobris' veteran presence in the lineup actually spilled over onto younger hitters and made them more patient at the plate. Bryant has said repeatedly this year that he wants to be that type of guy here in Colorado at this stage of his career. You can't glean much from three weeks of baseball, but so far so good for the Road Rockies. We'll see how it all looks in September, but as of right now, maybe Bryant has the right idea. A formula that we can't quite get our arms around that could lead this club to do more than just mildly surprise 
as it has so far in 2022. And many closes out this week's episode of the Park Adjusted Rockies podcast. Our thanks to Tyler Kepner of the New York Times for joining us again. And thank you for listening. Catch you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. 